Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode. So, hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of this nuanced news podcast, as I've taken to calling it. Thank you to those who've listened to both episodes now, uh, one being the part one of the unarmed killings of black and white people by the police, and the second being a book review of a conservative black author named Shelby Steele. And now what we're going to do here is dive into Breonna Taylor as succinctly as possible. I'm going to try to get as many facts out as I can. On the way, we're going to talk about things like drug legality and no-knock warrants in general. So let's get into it. So obviously what happened, no matter what side you're on in terms of political sides, this isn't really a political issue at the end of the day. What this is is a tragedy. It's just a sad thing, I mean, at the end of the day. It's just sad. So Breonna Taylor, by all means, was a decent person, a good person at least by the accounts that we've heard the interviews done by the New York Times in particular. So she was uh, just a run-of-the-mill smart kid. She liked playing Phase 10, which means she had some patience because Phase 10 takes forever. She was known as someone who had big goals. She wanted to help people. Her medical interest started way back when she was wanting to always test the, uh, what is it when you have diabetes, the sugar, the sugar content, I don't, you know, whatever that is, right? She wanted to always prick her grandma's finger and and help her out, so she had an interest in, in health from early on, started going to university. She was not actually an EMT. Well, she was an EMT for a time, but at the time of her death, she was an EMS, so she was helping in an emergency room. Anyway, so where this whole issue starts for me, uh, as I look at it, is relationships. Um, she was sort of caught in one of those classic tropes, I guess you'd call it, uh, something I've seen... I've known many women involved in this, and perhaps I was involved in this as well. You'll know what I mean. It's sort of this weird triangle where a girl is interested in two guys, one of them being the good guy, quote-unquote, the one that the family likes, the one who's respectful and responsible, the other being the sort of mysterious, dangerous one. And uh, Brianna got caught up in that, you know, as all young people do get caught up in these sort of weird struggles with relationships right so she was seeing Kenneth Walker off and on since he and her kind of flirted on Twitter and she was also seeing this man Jamarcus Glover for a time now that's where the problem comes in because Jamarcus Glover is involved was involved uh well they arrested him but he was running four trap houses and selling a lot of drugs So, quickly, let's jump into the city. Uh, The city being the city of Louisville. So, what's actually interesting is the department, the police department there, was going through a change in policy. 
So there was this viral video back in 2019. These police pulled over a, a black uh, kid who was the homecoming king at whatever high school he was going to. They pulled him over for a wide turn and proceeded to ask him if he had guns, if he had drugs. They tried to search him, all this stuff. He ends up calling his mom. His mom shows up. She's going, what the heck are you doing? The cops are like, hey, let us explain. Um, they were kind of buttholes, right? But they were like, yeah, what we're doing, what we're part of is we're trying to uh, crack down on violent drug crime. So I guess basically if they pulled you over, they were also going to try and make sure that you weren't part of some sort of violent drug-related crimes as well. Uh, weird, weird stuff. So you know, uh, the kid ends up, the kid, in, the kid ends up all right and all that. But basically, the chief was not happy with this type of stuff. So. Robin Engel, a policing expert from the University of Cincinnati, he attends a, a talk or he hears her talk. Um, I'm not sure where he heard, but he approaches her and he goes, how can my department, the police department, the Louisville Police Department, how can we do better? Uh, he explains how they've had this, what these officers were involved in the viral video this sort of large space where they were trying to crack down on violent drug crime because it was occurring in that area. And she says, hey, you got to hyper focus. She says, you, she goes, you got to hyper focus on these issues. They can't be just this large swath of ground to cover. And her methodology has actually contributed to a 70 to 80% decrease in violent crime in the areas, in some of the areas where it's been trialed at. But she says, hey, you gotta, hey, Mr. Police Chief of Louisville Police Department, who was just already caught in an interesting little scandal in 2019 where two cops uh, harassed a prom homecoming, sorry, homecoming king, who was just borrowing his mom's car to get a Slurpee. You need to focus on a city block, an apartment building, a warehouse, things of high crime, right? But hyper-focused. So lo and behold, they hyper-focus on Elliott Drive, Elliott Street. Anyways, where there is one of the trap houses that Jamarcus Glover operated. And footage, you know, surveillance caught 14 or 15 cars arriving and leaving there in a very short span of time. And then they catch a car going there. They check the plates. Brianna Taylor's car. So Brianna Taylor, like I said, she was caught up in a bit of a, there's a good guy and there's a bad guy in my life. And I don't know which one I'm going to go with. Jamarcus Glover being the bad guy. So... And that ties in too. They had a very. This is why the warrant was eventually, you know, uh, checked off by a judge. So her car shows up. Other issues uh, where he would visit her at her apartment on Springfield. And one of the times he leaves with a package, returns to the trap house. Another time her and him go to the trap house together. 
they walk in, they leave, etc. Right. So another time she was running a car because her car was in the shop and she lends the keys to Jamarcus Glover, who lends the keys to one of his associates' brothers, one of his drug homies. And um, basically, they found the car and the guy who had the keys, who was borrowing it, was shot up dead in the front seat. So a car she rented got in the hands of Jamarcus Glover's associate and murdered in the car. The police actually approached uh, Breonna Taylor when she was in her apartment with Jamarcus Glover. He just happened to be there at the time. And we're asking them about the car, and they were like, "Oh, we have, you know, we don't know nothing about that or anything." Brandon Taylor also received a few collect calls from Jamarcus Glover when he was in prison, and he and she helped organize his bail a couple of times. So you know, he was just the bad guy in her life, as as many people have had the the bad person in their life. And anyways, so that kind of dies down and she's seeing Kenneth Walker and Kenneth Walker is the man, right? Uh, so so they have a pretty normal day. Um, Kenneth Walker and Brianna Taylor, they go to date on a date at the steakhouse the night she passed away or died. Um, they go to a steakhouse, they go home, they debate between Uno and watching a movie, they decide on Uno. Kenneth Walker talks about how she was so sleepy from her long work shifts at the ER that she was falling asleep. They go in the room to Netflix and chill. But, I mean, they actually did just watch Netflix, and she passed out pretty quick. And that's when the police show up around 1240-something a.m. Three officers led by Sergeant Mattingly. Now, they go up and... Last second, it's important to note, the no-knock warrant was actually changed to a knock warrant. So they didn't have the option of no-knocking anymore as far as the courts were decided. So they go, and here's where it gets hinky. Uh, So the cops knock. Kenneth Walker acknowledges they knocked. Startled Kenneth and Brianna. They get up. I mean, Kenneth is so um, confused, he actually puts on Brianna's pants because you know they're thinking what the heck it's so late why would somebody be knocking on our door and the cops were also told that brianna lived alone which wasn't actually true brianna generally lived with her sister and her goddaughter on a few days out of the week um the goddaughter on a few days out of the week sister in general but she was in california on a trip so anyways the cops were told that brianna lived alone would be home alone now, what happens is they get Brianna and Kenneth enter the hallway. The cops are supposedly saying this to the police. Kenneth is supposedly yelling, Who is it? And they don't hear each other. And then, bang, the door is knocked down. At the same moment, essentially, Kenneth fires his legally owned firearm. It strikes Sergeant Mattingly in the leg, and the police all open fire. Uh, it actually hit him in the uh, f- femoral femoral artery. Uh, so Mattingly starts bleeding out out there after they've returned a bunch of fire. Hawkinson, 
another officer, he actually is the one being charged for wanton endangerment because he was blind firing. And the police, you cannot blind fire. He was shooting through windows where there were blinds obscuring his field of view. You're only supposed to fire if you have a line of fire, meaning you can see what you're shooting at. So he will likely end up in big trouble for that. Um, also because the bullets went into other people's apartments who weren't even involved in the issue. Now here's where it gets hinky double. Here's where it gets hinky again. Now you have witnesses, most of them saying that the police did not knock and announce themselves or that they knocked but weren't announcing themselves. Then you have one neighbor who I believe is in the above apartment on the balcony. Um, I could be getting that a little bit off. I believe he's African. He's an African-American man. He says they announced themselves once. They said this is the police once. Uh, according to the police, they said that they announced themselves multiple times, of course, right? That's what you would say. Now, essentially, once Sergeant Madigan gets shot and they return fire and they, you know, they shoot a total of about 20 rounds into the apartment split between the three of them, they call an EMS, sorry, they call an ambulance and, uh, trying to get medically into the ambulance. The ambulance shows up at the wrong entrance. They're chasing the ambulance around the complex, trying to figure out where the ambulance is at. They put Sergeant Mattingly on the hood. He can hardly move, and they drive him to the... They eventually, they tell the ambulance, ram that gate, because they went to a gated entrance. The ambulance tries to ram it, can't get through the freaking gate. Anyways, so they eventually get him out of there. Then, here's what's sad. So... Kenneth Walker is still so confused because he thought it was Jamarcus Glover showing up because he knows about Jamarcus Glover. He knows that she was seeing this drug dealing trap house running dude. And apparently he'd shown up before at, the, at her apartment while Kenneth was there. So he thinks immediately he goes, oh my gosh, her, her other, her ex-boyfriend Jamarcus, he's here in the middle of the night. Anyways, he calls the police because they've just disappeared to take care of Mattingly. The cops still are confused. They're like, a woman was supposed to be there. We just got shot at. Um, so he calls the police. Let's listen to the police call. 911, operator Harris, where's your emergency? I'm going to go with happy if somebody kicked in the door inside my girlfriend. Okay, where are you located? I'm at So, Kenneth is clearly still confused. He doesn't even know yet, still, that those were the police and not just 
perhaps in his mind he was thinking Jamarcus Glover and his associates just came up. Maybe he was jealous, right? That might be what he's thinking, very understandably. You know, vindictive, angry ex-boyfriend shows up with his drug dealer friends and, you know, seeks revenge or something. So, this is a tragedy all the way around. And what it makes me jump to immediately is, it's sad that this whole investigation was a result of an attempt to reform the police department to be less racist, less profily. They wanted to actually make things better in their department, and what it led to was this investigation. And what it makes me think about is drug legality, because I've kind of toyed with this myself, and some libertarian conservatives have as well, that perhaps there shouldn't even be criminal-type outlooks on drugs in general you know make them legal not necessarily legal like you can just sell it out in the street but like if you're selling any type of drug or you're taking it maybe just whatever you know do what you, do your thing and 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 this does make me think about that a lot because i go you know this all stemmed from investigation into drugs and unfortunately now there's a lot of drug violence right there's a lot of gang violence when it comes to drugs so you would have to look into that because perhaps if you didn't crack down on drugs then maybe violence would flourish because people would be competing for the profits gotten by drugs i don't know you know i don't know how much they how much the violence has to do with the illegality of the drugs but i digress um it's just something to think about the fact that we do seem to care so much about drugs and a lot of libertarians, libertarian conservatives will say, you know, what what's business is it of the government what you do in your free time? Um, and that's kind of where I'm leading recently. So, and this, uh, it also think, makes me think about no-knock warrants because here's what the police will say, and, and I do understand where they're coming from, the reason why you might need no-knock warrants. Now, the reason you might need no-knock warrants is because a lot of times when police are attacking attacking a target, you know, a known trap house, if you announce yourself, what ends up happening is a lot of evidence is destroyed. Now, obviously, right, I mean, if you hear police knocking, you're going to try and flush as much drugs as you can, etc., so the idea being that also if the people inside have a known violent history as well and you knock on their door and say police they're likely to try and flee into the neighborhood and at that point you're putting other civilians at risk this is the thinking of the police and i can understand where they're coming from now i can understand the other side as well which is well and especially for me i'm a conservative right I'm more conservative, so I do believe heavily in in the right to own a firearm. And Kenneth Walker owned his firearm legally. And as far as I'm concerned, as far as the evidence shows, he was trying to defend himself, which he cannot be faulted for. Now, and that's where you come in and you say, well, maybe no-knock warrants aren't the thing to do because... 
you're opening yourself up to be fired upon by a legally gun-owning citizen who believes his house or her house is being broken into. So what do you do with that, right? Um, I get the idea of not wanting violent criminals to flee because you've announced yourself, and I get the idea of actually wanting the evidence in hand, especially if they are running guns as well and not just drugs. Now, here are some good fallouts that have happened because of this incident. And Breonna Taylor did always tell her friends she wanted to be a legend. So, this is obviously not the way you want to become a legend. It's not the way you want to become known. Tragically being killed. But here are some good things, some positive impacts that are going to forever benefit the people of Louisville and perhaps the people of the United States. In June 2020, Democrats in Congress introduced the Justice and Policing Act of 2020. I haven't read it. I guess it's a pretty broad bill. That's trying to combat misconduct, excessive force, etc. In June, Senator Rand Paul, a Republican from Kentucky, believe it or not, a Republican, introduced the Justice for Breonna Taylor Act, which would prohibit federal law enforcement from carrying out a warrant, quote, until after the officer provides notice of his or her authority and purpose, end quote. So essentially an end on no-knock warrants. And the Louisville City Council voted unanimously to to make it illegal for no-knock warrants to be served in Louisville. So at least, at the very least, what you can say, and, you know, and I say this not to make light of her death, but it is good that at the very least these positive changes might very well happen uh, because of what happened to Breonna Taylor. And the way I think of it too is, you know, she says she said she wanted to be a legend. That's what all her friends said. She, she said, oh, you all are going to know me, you know. And, uh, and look, and, and her sacrifice, be it an unwilling sacrifice, of course, has led to Louisville making it illegal to do to do no-knock warrants. It's led to new legislation in Congress by Democrats and Republicans to to eliminate no-knock warrants and, and try and clean this up so that these messy tragedies aren't happening. Now, as far as the popular myth surrounding this this whole incident being that she was asleep and just shot in her bed, um, that they were at the wrong apartment, you know, these are false. The police fired first, false. These That the police shot accidentally, you know, one of them shot the sergeant by accident. It's That's false. What you have here is just a straight up messed up tragedy. Um, Breonna Taylor, you know, and I honestly, I blame Jamarcus Glover on this very much for involving her at all in his dealings. Even just, you know, having her show up at the trap house, even just taking her rental car and using it, it's, and having her help him, help him get, help, having her help him get out of jail, all these things, I just kind of, I blame Jamarcus Glover big time um, for dragging her into that type of life that led to her being part of this big drug investigation that was part 
of an attempt to reform the way that the Louisville Police Department attacks violent and drug crimes. But, you know, we got to return to this question of racism versus we need to fix how policing is done in some aspects across the board. For me, I think I I don't think this is an act of racism. I mean, one of the cops was blind firing, so I don't even know that he knew, you know, he didn't know who he was shooting at. Um I think this is just a good case study for why no-knock warrants should not be a thing. I mean, at the end of the day, we all got to say too this is a tragedy. It's disgusting that this woman was caught in the crossfire of Jamarcus Glover's crime web and ends up killed. You know, and uh, I mean, it's hard because the police, the two other police officers seem to be doing their job. Hawkinson, of course, blindly firing, was not doing his job. And Kenneth Walker was doing his duty, as far as I'm concerned. He loaded up his legally owned firearm because he thought it was an intruder. He thought it might be Jamarcus Glover. And he ends up firing. And it ends up being police. But they were in plain clothes as well. And maybe Kenneth Walker didn't hear them. Maybe the cops didn't say anything. Maybe the cops did say stuff and they didn't hear Kenneth Walker. I don't know what the case is. At the end of the day, we're never going to know the full truth. But it's a tragedy, no matter how you look at it, and it's it's worth noting, and, and hopefully the effects that come from it, as we talked about in legislation, hopefully they help save lives in the future. That's That's all we can hope for. I'm not good at concluding things yet, so I unless I stop now, I'm probably just going to keep rambling. So anyways, thank you very much for listening. Oh, I kept it to about 30 minutes. That's uh, pretty good. That was a deep dive into the Breonna Taylor case and uh, trying to be as unbiased as possible here on Nuanced News. I appreciate all of you listening or watching. And, uh, well, you'll hear from me this weekend, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm considering what I want to do this weekend. I don't know if it's going to be a deep dive into healthcare, like a part one, like the first episode was a part one of the unarmed killings of black and white people at the hands of police. Or maybe it'll be critical race theory. I'm not sure what it's going to be, but we're going to do a deep dive this weekend, another longer episode. And again, this is our show, so please comment, sources, points of view that you think I need to take into account, and we can do a little mini part two on this Brianna Taylor case itself. But for now, this is where we're going to leave it on the Brianna Taylor story. And uh, anyways, I love you. Be safe out there. Love y'all. Peace.